What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I am your host, Brent McGrath, and it's Friday, and you know what that means. Another conversation with a content marketer that is making it happen, and I'm thrilled to be bringing on Nicole from the Sixth Sense team. We just had a fantastic conversation about how she's thinking about doing content marketing the new way. The way the Sixth Sense team is organized from a revenue perspective being aligned, there's that keyword again, and making sure that the marketing and the sales team have common KPIs that they're all running towards. And content is a big piece of that. Definitely, you're going to want to take out the notepad. A lot of good nuggets in this conversation. If you like what we're doing on the show, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review if you think we're doing a good job. Be a part of our wait list. Join that newsletter. Link in the show notes. You can check us out at thejuicehq.com. Without further ado, happy Friday. Let's kick it to the conversation. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I am excited. I am joined today by Nicole Klemp, who is the content director at Sixth Sense. We got a chance a couple of weeks ago to sync up and chat, and I learned about how she was thinking about content, the content experience she was delivering to her audience at Sixth Sense and just how their team is structured. And I thought it would make for a really good episode. Uh, but without further ado, how are you doing today, Nicole? Hey, Brett, I'm doing great. How about you? I, I cannot complain. We've got sun here in Indianapolis. I'm looking out my window, which is a, a positive sign. I think there's a nice weekend we we had, and but mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not thinking that it's springtime yet. I, I know the drill. It's probably going to snow uh, next week, right? Oh, I know. I was I was so excited to see the sunshine this morning. I'm like, oh, spring, it's right around the corner. But then I remembered, yeah, it's Indiana. So we'll probably have about two more months of snow. But <laughs> we'll take the good days when we get them. Yeah, totally. And I, I know most of us are working from home. So at least we don't have to brave the commute and the traffic and all that stuff when bad weather is the case. Maybe we start here. I know before we spoke, you were talking about how you were getting ready for kind of your your all sales kickoff. So I just love to hear just from a, a virtual perspective, I would assume, how, how Sixth Sense kickoff went and maybe from a content marketing perspective, some of the things you might have picked up on or opportunities. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we we had a really great, we call it field kickoff, FKO. The first day we do all company, which is really nice because the whole company gets together. And then the, then we had two days of sales, marketing, CS, all the revenue team folks. And it was just awesome. I mean, our, our company has been pretty, you know, successful at virtual events and, you know, it's tough. Yeah. You'd rather be in person with people. And I know I'd, I'd love to, to see some, some faces, but you know, we have to do what we have to do and virtual is the way. And, and it was still a really great, our, our events team is amazing. And, you know, they sent kits in the mail and swag and everybody got to open them together. And that was really fun. Um, I think the, the most cool thing about it was the theme this year, which was agents of change. So kind of, you know, how we can all be change agents, no matter what level of the company you are, what your role is. If you're someone who, you know, likes to make an impact, make positive change in the company and on your team and 
you know, go above and beyond for customers and prospects like that. That was kind of the theme. And we did kind of a, a you know, secret agent kind of, you know, theme with that, which was really fun. Um, it was just really it was nice to kind of step away from the day to day and just be together as a team. So, yeah, it, it was really great. That's awesome. And then maybe for people who aren't familiar, why don't you let everyone know kind of what Sixth Sense does in the market you serve? Sure. Yeah. So Sixth Sense is a B2B um, account engagement platform. So we help revenue teams uncover demand for their products and services. So basically identifying in-market accounts that are showing intent to buy and then helping them prioritize sales and marketing efforts aligning on that and to effectively engage those accounts and then ultimately, you know, drive predictable revenue for their organizations. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I think part of when we originally um, started chatting and you've already mentioned this, but you talked about just the organization about of the teams at Sixth Sense and you, you referred to the revenue team. So I'd, I'd love to hear I know a lot of people out there, marketing, sales, they, they try to figure out, you know, what is the best alignment in order to produce winning outcomes for both marketing and sales. So I'd love for you to maybe chat about just the, the revenue team, what comprises that at Sixth Sense and how, how you're all organized. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really refreshing, honestly, because in my past roles, you know, I've worked, always worked closely with sales and and and, you know, got, had a good relationship, but it's always been a kind of a separate thing. We track separate metrics. We kind of have separate meetings, that kind of thing. For us, we're really aligned around the revenue. So if you're in marketing, you're, if, in, if you're in sales, if you're in customer success, you're, you know, you're also a revenue producer. So we look at it as, as one team, you know, of course we have our different functions and, and all of that, but it, we're kind of one team doing our best to, create great experiences for, for customers and future customers. And, and it's so much easier and better and you can move a lot faster when you're all kind of, you know, rowing, rowing in the same direction, so to speak. So, so yeah, that's kind of how we, how we run things. And, and how, I guess, so jumping into the model where you're closer to CS, closer to sales, I think there's a definitely, I can see a, a lot of benefits from a content marketing perspective, have, have there been, has there been anything that, you know, jumps off the page at you in terms of, okay, well, maybe I'm getting these ideas faster, or maybe we're starting to work on projects differently because of, of this, um, because of this model, what stands out for, for you as just like maybe the most beneficial thing of being organized as one team? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think the lines of communication are, are more open. So, and, and I think it really goes back to kind of working from the same, the same place where we just want to provide a great experience. So it, you know, I'm always open to people on other teams will come and say, Hey, I had this idea, you know, what do you think about creating some content around this or prospects have been asking this question a lot. And, you know, I can't find anything on that. And, you know, what can the marketing team work on to get that in the pipeline is something that we could create. So it's, it's great because I'm like, I love that. I love when people come with ideas you know, it helps me know that, okay, we're on the right track here. We're hearing a lot of this, that, you know, we, that sounds like, you know, we're on the, the right page with, with creating some content in this area, you know? So yeah, it feels less siloed, you know, and, and more, you know, open and, and sharing. And, you know, we use Slack, which I'm sure a lot of listeners are on, 
and as our as we grow, that can be a lot. But um, it's it's we're still we're still at a size where where we can effectively do Slack, and you know, someone will just post something. Oh, hey, I saw this. This would be really cool. Or you know, we have we have open Slack channels where people share, and it's really nice to have that insight because you know I feel like I've had roles in the past where like. I felt a little bit more like guessing or going to people say, I, I need help to understand, you know, how this, how this happens and what this process is. And so it feels like lines of communication are definitely more open and people are more receptive to, to sharing ideas. That's really nice. I love that collaboration. And I'm anticipating as we scale as a company, just Slack. And I mean, everyone seems to be heads down at this point. And then the Slack pops off. You have to manage yourself to be like, yes. do, I need, do I need to look at this right now? Right. Yeah, I'm trying. That's something I struggle with. Like I'm one of those people that if I see a notification, like I have to look and see what it is. And so I'm trying to remind myself, like, you don't have to check Slack every time it pings, you know? So, so yeah, I think managing that is like a personal thing we all have to work on. Totally. And then, so how have, I guess, thinking about content marketing before Sixth Sense to being involved with the Sixth Sense team, I'm guessing probably just some KPIs and metrics maybe have shifted a little bit for you. So maybe talk about just historically kind of your background, what you've been measured on and maybe how that's changed in the Sixth Sense model. Yeah, great question. I've been doing kind of a content role function for about 10 years, which makes me feel really old, but, um, and pretty much been in the software space or software adjacent space for most of that time, pretty much in, you know, in the past and, and my other companies or companies I've contracted with, we've, you know, been running pretty much a lead based or primarily lead based marketing strategy. So with that, one of the main goals for content was drive people to gated resources or demo CTAs to get more leads. So joining Sixth Sense kind of flipped that on its head and completely changed the way I think about content strategy. We use our own technology to run a completely account-based model. So ABM, ABX, all the acronyms you hear now, which is powered by intent data and predictive analytics, which pretty much eliminates the need for form fills and then reliance on those quote-unquote traditional metrics like MQLs. Our CMO actually, she wrote, literally wrote a book last year called No Forms, No Spam, No Cold Calls. So the, kind of, the title kind of says it all, but what it doesn't mean is that our team never sends emails or makes phone calls. But what it does mean is they only reach out to warm prospects who are actually in market to buy and ready for a conversation. And then no forms means we just literally don't gate any of our content. The only time someone would need to fill out a form on our website would be like to register for a webinar. If they're asking to be contacted, they want to provide their info. But all of our content is open and available for people to access and learn from and um, you know, without making them feel like they have to pay some sort of toll to get it, which is kind of liberating for for us. You're you're speaking my language there. <laughs> that is a book I need to check out. I need to yes, read the book. I highly recommend. Yeah, I need to check that book out for sure. So for for you, obviously, there's that transition of mindset from I'm producing this piece of content to hope hopefully Google recognizes is it or sales team uses it and I can generate leads from this piece that I think that is the mindset of a lot of content marketers. And that's a place where a lot of people have come from. Obviously there's this shift in the way you're organized and how you're thinking about your content. What, what is that like mindset shift been for, for you to not think of, okay, well, I'm 
producing these pieces to generate X amount of leads. And now it's mm-hmm. more of a supporting the process, brand recognition and identification, that sort of thing. What's that been like for you? Yeah. Like you had mentioned kind of the measurement piece and something our team talks about is tracking real stuff, which of course is kind of easier said than done. And you need the right technology in place to do that. But if you do have a tech stack that gives you kind of intent-based and predictive data insights to really understand your target accounts and how to effectively engage with the people that work on those buying teams, you can kind of start to ditch some of the, those, like I said earlier, traditional marketing metrics. So, you know, you don't need to you'll no longer arbitrarily score leads based on clicks and form fills and page views and downloads. So for our team, it's kind of instead focusing on those, those bigger picture things like number of accounts engaged, number of accounts in market, account velocity through the buying stages. So when you're seeing that bigger picture, kind of through that account engagement lens, the sales and marketing teams can align on those bigger picture goals and, you know, which is ultimately closing more deals. So yeah. And so then when, yeah, when, when new deal gets closed, it, it doesn't, cause I've been in the, these situations where it's, you know, there's these phases and stages and yeah, as a marketer, you know, we're involved in, you know, the beginning and early stages and there's this, typically there's this pass off and then it goes to sales. And then, you know, with this platform that you have, it, it might take six months to a year to sell. By the time the deal closes, no one remembers anything marketing ever did to it. It's just all about mm-hmm. you know, the sales outcome, which is great. We can all celebrate that. But I would imagine in this, uh, the way you're organized and with KPIs and everyone rallying around just, you know, those key metrics that are involved with close one new business, the wins feel more like a team win. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we it really is. I mean, we have a Slack channel called WinWire where, you know, when we have new, we get new customers and share the story and there's always so many different people involved, so many different teams. And yeah, it feels like, even though I can't say, oh, well, they read this ebook and, you know, like you don't feel like you have to go on an investigation to see, like, to try to, I guess, get credit for something or it's, it's just all a, a team effort. And the, you're trying to just provide a great experience. And then that leads to, to growth and to getting more business. So totally. And you talked about the no forms thing and however, you know, in this industry and in this market, it's forms have kind of been what marketers have done, right. To, 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 to generate leads, to measure KPIs and that they're that entry point, but they're also an obstacle for consumers, consumers, you know, on the the B2C side can just hit click and something they want can show up on their doorstep in no times. So do you think it's because you work in a company that has this incredible piece of technology that helps support this like account level, account level team-based approach to go to market? Do you think that's the reason why like Sixth Sense is operating the way it, it is? Or do you think it would be different if you were working with a different product? Do you think you would have come to the realization that like we need to do something about like these these bad consumer experiences that as as marketers we're delivering to the people we're trying to reach? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, but I, you know, it definitely in the past, even before Sixth Sense, I feel like I'd always kind of thought like, 
man, I know, I know we need these leads, but it just doesn't feel like a good experience to, to gate the content. I mean, we, you know, we all know what a bad B2B experience feels like. And most of us, you know, Brett, you and I, I'm sure have had this many times you're online, you're doing some research on some topic that you are interested in for some reason, you come across an ebook that seems like, oh, this might be helpful, but then, oh, you got to fill out a form, name, email address, company name, blood type, whatever, <laughs> just, just to download this ebook. And, you know, you really want to learn about the topic. Okay. So I'll go ahead. I'll fill it out. Give them my info. Okay. I got my ebook. And then later that day for me, it'd be, I'd be picking my kid up from school and my phone rings and it's someone calling from that company that I just downloaded that ebook from, you know, trying to get me to set a meeting with their sales team, but I'm totally not in the market to buy anything right now. I just, I really wanted to understand more about that topic. But the company continues to call you, start sending you completely irrelevant emails to try to get you to listen to their pitch and can be really a kind of an off-putting experience because again, you're not, you're not looking to buy right now. You just really wanted to learn, you know, that can kind of leave a bad taste in your mouth about that brand because they wanted to put that unwanted pressure on you and aren't respecting that, Hey, I'm not, not in the process for that right now. So now I see like by just letting people consume your content without handing over their contact info, which a lot just won't do. So they just won't engage with you at all. And you've lost them. You're removing that friction and allowing them to engage and learn from you. Then hopefully when they are actually showing intent, wanting to make a decision purchase, whether you have that technology in place to know that or not, you know, you've warmed them up and they're more familiar with your brand and would be more receptive, you know, to a conversation with the sales team. And on the other side of that coin, as you know, content creators are then free to focus on just making damn good content like that's creative and useful and will leave your audience with a positive experience and impression of your company. Because I know from personal experience, like there's nothing worse than you produce, you work on this really amazing piece and and you love it. And then it just gets locked away behind a gate. You know, it's like, dang it. <laughs> You're so proud of that work and you just want more eyeballs on it. And I think, you know, regardless of your tech stack, like, to me, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a believer, you know, that content should be shared and that it pays off in the end, you know, that you, that you leave that open for people to, to consume. Totally. And especially when the content is being delivered via social and, you know, people and companies are sharing it and you see it and you click it. Like when you click something on Twitter that you are interested enough to click and go be sent to a landing page, the last thing you want to do on your mobile phone is fill out a form to go read that ebook or whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. It's, just, it's a terrible content experience. And I think the, what, so w- we are in an interesting period of time, I think with the people that we're working with on the marketing side, because we've got people that have been in the B2B content game for, for, I don't want to, I don't want to, age us or date us, but we've, <laughs> we've had, we've had, we've, we have some experience. How about that? Yeah. There you go. We have some experience. And then you've got a new crop of marketers that are coming in and, you know, younger, hungrier, hungry. They, they, they haven't been operating in the world. We have been operating with forums and these experiences. So they question that. Mm-hmm. And so I think we, we begin to, question, well, why, why are we doing things these, this way? Like maybe this is how we've always been. And you've got other marketers that might be more junior that are questioning it. And then you've got maybe senior leadership or executive leadership that they're so far removed from 
the old way and the potential new way. They're just very metrics driven that mm-hmm. there's all of these personas within like marketing and sales teams. So with all of that going on and competing thoughts and maybe philosophies, like how do you, if you are someone out there that knows forums aren't a great experience or know there's a better way to build that brand connection with your audience. Like how do you start that conversation with your team on steps to potentially change? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I feel like there is still a lot of fear of change around that. I mean, understandably, like you, you've used, you know, these certain metrics to attribute your work to, show the rel- like how relevant it is to the business and all that. And I think it's just like having a conversation about changing just the thought process behind it and, and the, the new things that you can track and just trying to change the conversation and, and help people understand how, and it, I think really lead-based versus account-based is kind of like at the core of all of that. Like if you're, you have to be open to that, that way of, of running your, your operations. So it, it, it is a big, it is a big change, but I think when you, we kind of show people like that it works and that, you know, the ROI of, of, of doing things that way, it makes it a little bit easier. And, you know, but I, I definitely wouldn't say I'm an expert. That's why I'm not in sales. <laughs> I'm not good at changing people's minds about things, <laughs> but, but um, I know, like I can say from my experience, like working at six cents, like not to like to our own horn or anything, but, you know, we've been doing this this way for sometime and our company doubled this year, you know, so it, it's not like we're, we're hurting because we're not capturing, you know, content leads. So yeah, I think it's, and everybody's at a different place. Like some people are like kind of dabbling in account based or they're, you know, they're doing some, you know, kind of using a few different tools or trying to kind of hack something together. But, um, and some people are just still fully, you know, kind of that more traditional content experience. And so it depends where people are at and kind of meeting them where they're at and, just helping, you know, helping them understand and learn and create some great content that maybe will help them that they can consume. And yeah, I think just meet, meeting people where they're at and not trying to take, take them to that place too fast, you know, just work on, on your strategy now. And, and maybe it's a baby steps and all of that. I love it. Patience and consistency, I think are the words that stand out to me when thinking about delivering content. Uh, with your market. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I grew up a demand gen person who's kind mm-hmm. of converted into this brand and content person. So I see both worlds, but I look back at my um, earlier point in my career and what I was doing with content and how I was running campaigns. And I just, it kind of makes me scratch my head and say, oh, I wish I would have been more thoughtful and more patient with what I would have done because I probably would have got better results. <laughs> Maybe we close out with this. I'd love to know maybe some creative ways that you are thinking about content and ways that you're kind of reaching your audience with the content that you're creating at Six Sense. What's been what's been working for you in this model? One of the really big things for us is video. So, you know, we use a lot of different media formats outside of just blogs and ebooks, you know which obviously I care about as a, as a writer at, at my core. Um, I still care about written content, of course, but I think you have to find other medias to engage people, especially, you know, if it's, there's a, we're all in the digital world right now, all the time, 24 seven. So you have to have engaging, you know, things that people will stop and actually take a look at. So we use a lot of video content and um, 
you know, we have, we're fortunate. We have an amazing video producer, Justin Gutwein, who's actually an indie guy here locally. So for example, he does a series called making sense where we cover some of the key topics that we know our buyers are searching for, for more information about. And so these are kind of somewhat short clips, kind of like in the style of like a John Oliver segment where Justin explains kind of in a really fun way that something like ABM or predictive analytics, some, a keyword that, that people are searching for that maybe don't quite fully understand. And this is really great to serve up to people who are in kind of like that consideration stage of the buying journey. They're, they're wanting to dig a little deeper into the ins and outs of what we do, but maybe aren't necessarily ready to make a purchase decision yet. So we have kind of a, a video series to align with every buying stage. So the more in depth they want to be versus just high level thought leadership. Um, we have kind of a, a series for each, which is, it's been really great. Um, got really great feedback on that. And then um, something our CMO talks about a lot too, is, is being in the room. So like when it comes to getting your content in front of people, that means you have to do more than just host your content on your website and post on your social channels. Those are important places to be obviously, but there are also virtual communities and events and other rooms where your audience is spending time. So it's good to have a brand presence and relevant content to share in those spaces. And if the ideal community doesn't exist, you can always create one, build the room and invite the people you want to engage with. If that seems overwhelming your team or your team just isn't big enough to manage something like that. Um, working with partners is a great way to do this and it expands your reach. And same thing with co-branded content. It's a great way to split resources with a trusted partner and get your content in front of more friendly faces. So we do a lot of, a lot of partner co-marketing and, and it's really fun too. just, and you get to meet, you know, people outside your team and collaborate and, and all of that. So. I love it. I think the thing that a couple of things that stand, I, I have a comment and then a question off of something you said, I think the most important thing as marketers and content marketers we can be doing now is finding the place where your future customers are hanging out, like your CMO is talking about, and have a presence and network in public and meet those people just like regular people in regular conversations. That that has been for me the biggest change and shift getting back into the uh, B2B marketing space for me is how everyone is doing it and how people, that's how people meet and trust is earned and how people get exposure to new companies and products, which, so I think my tip would be, you heard, you heard it from Nicole. If, if you're not doing that, if you're not entering Slack groups, if you're not you know, leveraging social channels, that's something your company probably should be thinking about. The follow-up question I have is you mentioned video and you have a video person dedicated to creating awesome content. How, I'm curious, how big is the um, Sixth Sense marketing team and trying to figure out like when it might make sense to bring in a video person in on that team? How big are you guys? Oh, good question. I should have done a count before we got, <laughs> um, we are growing really fast. So we've, we've added, we've probably doubled our marketing team in this last year as the company has grown so quickly, but I would say our entire marketing team, I'm just going to ballpark it in quick math here. I think we're probably like 20 ish people. And then we have our digital experience team, which falls, you know, content falls under, which there's about six of us now. I would say, you know, Justin's been with six cents longer than I have. And so he's, he was early on because, um, Latney, our CMO had worked with, with us, both of us before and knew just how valuable video is. Like, she's just, she's such a visionary and she knew like, we've got to have video. Like that's, it doesn't matter that our team isn't that big yet. So kind of, she just knew investing in that is important. 
but you know, it's, I think it depends on, on the, the core team and, and what they're ready to do. But I honestly recommend if you can get someone that, that has experience with video, cause you know, yeah, you can work with an agency as well, but it is nice to just have someone in-house who is dedicated to that and just knows the brand so well. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a proponent of it, no matter what the size of your team, if you can swing it. I love it. Maybe close out with this. What, what's one uh, recommendation you have for any content marketer listening about, I don't know, it could be anything, things that have worked for you, aligning with sales, any topics that are top of mind for you? This is just in general, and it could, you know, not just with content, but any role, but really I found networking outside of, you know, my company just to be hugely beneficial. Um, I have a small indie group of content marketers that we get together for coffee right now. It's virtual, but, you know, try to every couple of months and just share, you know, what we're working on. You know, there's, there's some people who are freelance writers, some who are content marketers, some who, you know, have different types of roles in marketing, but it's so nice to just say, Hey, here's something I'm focused on. And someone might have an idea that like never even crossed your mind. And it just, spark something. And I feel like I come away so energized from those, those gatherings because, you know, it's just different perspectives. Like you get kind of stuck in your company bubble sometimes. And, um, it's really nice to, to, to just chat with others who have similar roles, but, but can bring a fresh perspective. So I say just network, get to know other people that do what you do, connect on LinkedIn or whatever, just set up coffees and just say, Hey, I'd love to pick your brain. I I'm really interested in what you do. That's always, that's always so great. I just really recommend that. I love that. And yes, marketers do like to talk about what they're doing and working on. Of course. On. <laughs> of course. Uh, so I, I, I'd be remiss. We're marketers here. Uh, is there anything on the Sixth Sense side, uh, content related or company related that you'd like to plug here? Um, yeah, just, I mean, like I said, our content is all ungated and open. So check out, you know, our it's hub.sixcents.com where you can find all of our content, all of our videos. Definitely check those out. Yeah, it's it's there. If you want to learn more about what we do or just learn about ABM or anything in general, yeah, definitely check it out. Awesome. This was a fun episode. Take it easy, Nicole. Hopefully uh, the good weather continues here in Indianapolis and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks so much, Brett. Man, I had fun chopping it up with Nicole. I love what they're doing at Sixth Sense. In between the recording, I got a little mail day from the Sixth Sense team. No forms, no spam, no cold calls. The CMO at Sixth Sense, Latney, wrote this book, and I am excited to dive into it this weekend. This is what I'm about. I love it. It's so awesome to see other B2B marketing companies with awesome messages like this one and producing high quality content in book form. It's a hard copy. We're going old school, but I'm going to enjoy this one. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back next week. Take care of yourself and others around you. See you soon.